दिस आर रेकॉर्डिंग ऑफ द एडवाइस गिवन बाय होलीनेस माताजी निर्मला देवी ऑन द फर्स्ट डे ऑफ द थ्री डे शिबिर हेल्ड एट बोर्डी फ्रॉम ट्वेंटी सिक्स जानेवारी टू ट्वेंटी नाइन जानेवारी नाइनटीन सेवेंटी सेवन ड्यूरिंग दिस फर्स्ट डे दैट इज ऑन ट्वेंटी सिक्स माताजी हैज एडवाइस इन द फॉर्म ऑफ क्वेश्चन एंड आंसर सोज योगीज वी आर आस्क टू आस्क क्वेश्चन और डाउट्स अबाउट द राइट्स ऑफ कुंडलिन I'll try to cover most of the points that you have asked, but I must say that I was very happy to hear most of the questions because that shows that your inquiry is getting subtler and subtler. That you already know about the gross side of chakras, and now you want to know the subtler forms. Now the first uh, question was. Uh, which should be t- uh, taken up first is the one how the chakras come into human beings what time what stage of life because that should be the first question <coughs> uh this question is something uh, like uh, if you ask uh, what time a primule comes into the being of a seed is something like that that uh, a human being when he dies as i have told you before he does not die fully only a part of him dies which is mostly the earth element and the rest of the elements remain there the rest of the body disappears and we can't see it because it is not a complete human form it goes on decreasing in size and the kundalini leaves the body and stays outside outside the body and the atma what we call the spirit also leaves the body and stays outside the body which is the remaining body the constitution of this new body is different from our constitution we can say a light that is extinguished has all the body except for the light but the light goes out of that body in the same way in a human being who dies the spirit and the kundalini leave the body but they are around that body um and it's a great procedure that follows which is fantastic it's unbelievable how the body disappears into different elements also but uh, first of all let us see when such bodies which remain like that they go into what you call the preta lok there they become seeds 
or they can become smaller and smaller and smaller. Till one body forms, a ova and a, which you know as a sperm. In one body it is formed. I don't know if you have seen the division of chromosomes, how it takes place. It is a complete division. If it, the chromosome is like that, it is a complete vertical division and a complete separation takes place. That is why marriages and uh, selection of partners, all these have a great place. For ordinary bodies, it does not matter for the divine. They take place in such a manner that there can be at random connections established. For example, a ova of one may combine with the sperm of another. It happens at a very lower stage of evolution. Among human beings also it happens like that for some people who are just not very evolved, we can say. <coughs> but mostly the ova rejects the sperm. It only accepts that sperm which is meant to be accepted. Now it is such a minute work, it is so fantastic that it is unbelievable. We have no idea as to how God works out. It is absolutely tremendous that even the ova rejects, goes on rejecting the sperm that is not the second part of itself. And that is how so many sperms are wasted and so many ovas are wasted. So you can imagine that there is a tremendous machinery which is working out this. Especially people who are realized, if when they are reborn, the, all the forces of the Divine combine to see that these this ova is placed with a person who is ultimately going to meet the person who has the proper sperm, so that there is no problem <coughs> as far as the meeting is concerned. And <coughs> the Divine takes all the care of these gay souls. The work of the Divine is very, very fantastic and it is beyond human conception to understand how the awareness of God can look after all the minute small things of the world. You cannot do even a small thing like attaching this to this one unless until you pay some human attention. So you can imagine the attention of God who invades so many seeds in this Mother Earth and gives you such huge big trees. I mean, we have taken them for granted, but if you watch, you will see the fantastic dynamic force behind things which does it so perfect. 
but we think that it is all automatic and that's how we can bear it and that's how we can bear the hajj you also thinking that it is all automatic the second <coughs> question is when did the chakras then are in the body embedded the, they exist in the body and they go on existing of course they get corrected every time the body takes birth and goes into a new shape and the kundalini also every birth you are born is watching as to what you are doing how your chakras are developing how it is working out and through the <coughs> method of balancing you or parasympathetic system or you can call universal unconscious the chakras are brought to its proper shape and to its proper condition by evo- evolution a man makes mistakes he makes searches he searches from one place to another for example he may start search in money then he starts his search in uh, power then he starts his search in love i mean the carnal love or he may start his search in some emotional expression then in art and all those things ultimately he finds that <coughs> the search has not been all right because the jo- he has not been able to achieve any state of joyous existence and because such these chakras go on evolving and understand now we have to know that these chakras are absolutely living entity because when a person is supposed to be dead that time all the deities are not in the working state but the living man has the chakras which has got the deities which work out the different functions of the chakras and uh, it's a very very subtle working and these can be called as the reflecting mirrors at different levels of our awareness where the deities which are placed in the primordial being the virata are reflected and <coughs> they once awakened start working out the plans of the divine in some of the human beings when they are searching these chakras point that the person or the subject is going to the extremes of things and this comes because a human being has got freedom to choose and in his freedom he goes to the extreme and by going to the extreme the chakras get damaged going to the extreme is what we call is sin to be in the center 
to lead a moderate, simple, balanced life and stick to the values of our sustenance is the best life. But if you start going to the extremes, then the sin starts. And the sin, in the Bible it is written, that the wages of sin is death. So the death occurs. Now the death actually, you know, doesn't take place. But what happens is that a part of the chakra gets damaged. It can be a physical hankering, it can be mental, it can be emotional, it can be spiritual, it can be anything. If you go on working out an imbalanced solution, then these chakras get spoiled at different points. That's how your chakras get spoiled. The chakras are according to our awareness in different states. For example, for a doctor or for all of us, we know that we have plexuses in our body. We know we have different plexuses, like we can say pelvic plexus, we've got uh, solar plexus, we've got aortic plexus, we've got uh, cardiac plexus, we've got cervical plexus, we've got optic uh, chiasma, we've got uh, limbic area, to act, or we can say pituitary and pineal body at optic chiasma, and then we have got limbic area where we have got certain points which are active. This every doctor knows because they have even tested the limbic area of some monkeys and they found that if you excite the limbic area of the monkeys, they feel very joyous with electricity. So all these chakras in the body of a human being are only felt as gross expressions which we call as plexuses in the parasympathetic and sympathetic channel. They are all connected as I have told you that the sympathetic comes from both the sides and creates the central channel and that is the parasympathetic. It depends on the balance of both the sympathetic that the parasympathetic works outward. When the balance breaks up, any balance can upset both of them and when it is completely broken then they become on their own and that is how it is the complete so-called liberation of man from God's grace. Once he is completely liberated from that grace, he starts falling into the state of, as we call them, Rakshasas. He goes to hell, I mean, he goes to the other kind of awareness where there is no feeling, no consciousness of uh, conscience, he doesn't think twice. He can kill hundred people without even feeling bad about it. Uh, he loses all his emotional side and also he loses all his wisdom. What remains in him is his own ambitions and his own desires or his depravity. And he goes on without feeling any compunction or any 
binding from the divine or his own dharma so these chakras are very important for us because first of all they give us the balance for our everyday existence they give us the fundamental sustaining power the fundamental dharma the fundamental understanding of the subtler existence within us we think of god only human beings can think of god and we can think of subtle things and abstract things this all comes through the help of the chakras <coughs> if uh, you ask me the animals have the chakras they have but they don't have all of them separated sometimes they are confused chakras and all the chakras are not separated from each other and they are not all open out because of uh, their evolutionary process is not yet complete but some animals have seen have got a awakened kundalini and they are realized animals have seen so it is possible even for animals to be very dharmic than men are and sometimes it's surprising how they can discriminate better than human beings can apart from that animals are kept under the bondage of god and whatever is their sustainer is done by them they don't have to think about it for example a dog is a dog a cat is a cat and a tiger is a tiger so only the human beings can be a dog can be a scorpion can be a snake and can be a thing so it's only possibility in the human being that you can find all the animals existing side by side and can be any time these animals can come out and you may be surprised that yourself the way they suddenly jump out and start barking at you <coughs> so that is what human beings are because whatever has been our past is within us <coughs> whatever animals we have been is within us so all that is there but whatever we are going to be also is there whatever we are going to achieve is also there for human beings the future past present exists but for god it does not so for him to plan and to organize and arrange is very easy stuff because if you do not have such demarcating things you just organize things much better and uh, his methods are because of his own i should say awareness a status a almightiness i can say or it's just his nature that he's like that that he can manage things very well and you cannot explain them with one event after another event how he has managed and how it has happened if he does it just because he is capable of doing that
he may not do it all that with understanding or thinking about it as human beings do because he does not have to think either because he is that you see he is the power and he does everything he is the consciousness so he does everything without putting any effort into it and is a very different state which perhaps you can understand as far as yogis that just you move your hand and you find the kundalini moving the other side now you may say why is it moving after all you must think about it you are realized so you can do it but not a person who is not realized if he puts his hand like that 100 times nothing is going to work out only you can raise the kundalini the reason is your awareness is different and his awareness is different your powers are different and his powers are different so in the same way god who is all power for him even moving his finger he can move the whole universe after all he is god and that's why for human beings it is said that you better have faith in god because that's the best way you can solve your problem if you go on thinking about him you'll all go crazy so we have to go to a point where we can understand him otherwise we will all go crazy understanding him and we all become <laughs> mad thinking what all these things will be on us it is so much so <coughs> but because in sahaj yoga now your awareness has come really to such certain form one uh, can understand so many things and uh, can understand the subtler ways of uh, god doing and uh, also understand what uh, is possible for you through subtle methods you can talk of subtler things but talking this to anybody who is not a sahaj yogi would be something madness they wouldn't understand a word what i'm saying it's only meant for the people who are sahaj yogi <coughs> so we came to a point where i said that in the growth that expressed as plexuses in the human being now this is known as the growth way now the subtle form you have seen the sukshma as they call it the subtle form the subtle form exists in the human being which you can see you have seen the subtle form as energy when it starts pulsating you have seen the pulsation but this subtle form is in two forms you can say one is a sukshma and one is ati sukshma because in the sukshma you can see and a person who is a realized soul if you are a realized soul then you see even the chakra in the sense you can feel the chakra on your finger uh, a unrealized soul can see the pulsation of the kundalini and the different chakras with his own eyes he can if he watches it clearly he can see the different chakras Yeah, and you as sahaj yogis can feel them on your finger, and also can feel them within yourself in the collective consciousness. <coughs> There is, you can say, in the second stage of sukshma, there are three stages. As you can say, sukshma, sukshma taras, sukshma tam. These three things you can see. the first stage you see is on your fingers is a sukshma taran you can say but with the eyes you see is a sukshma 
and with your fingers or on your chakras when you feel it is you can say is sukshmatama so you see them in three forms if uh, <coughs> some of the people do not feel it on the fingers can feel it on the chakras also so you can feel it in three ways but there's a fourth way where you can say it is in the karana karana state that's a higher state where a realized soul can feel it is born as a realized soul can feel it and in that state they just know like a computer they don't bother as to which is the one and they don't put hands or anything they just feel it it is so as you have seen in my granddaughter's case she she just knows what is what just see you ask her she just immediately say this is this this is this like it comes plain to them absolutely this is this now you may say that how do they know but the procedure becomes such a compact thing i mean it just happens to you like uh, you pinprick me here and immediately the hand goes back you see sort of the whole reflex action is so quick that we can say there's no procedure as such but it's just a reflex action in the same way it acts as a reflex action so that you see you don't have to worry about the purpose of it that is the state where you say the karana state is and the mahakarana <coughs> now this is the third stage is it and even in the karana state there are three into which one feels it now that is i would say that i need not explain because that's beyond the people but if you are born realized you will understand that imbalance in a personality of the three uh trigunas of the trigunas is immediately perceived by a born realizer immediately perceived you can see see through you see that's the wisdom he has gained in his previous lives and previous births immediately they can see the imbalance that comes in you see and whatever they say is so wise and they understand because they can see the imbalance of these three gunas and uh, according to their own gunas whichever are prevalent in them these three stages exist in them the way they say for example some people have a say are more say tamoguni means the ones who are very emotional people among them some are very emotional so they see a person through the emotions you see the way they feel in themselves they call it a feeling i had a feeling for such a person i felt that way that is the word they use but supposing the person is rajoguni he has been more towards the going through say he has been working on the rajoguna like praying to surya and praying to um ringayatris and praying to all the heavenly bodies and also the five elements like that if he has been doing yagyas and all those things to the joguni <coughs> such people see them as light as uh, electrical form so they see them as uh, colors and things you see this is this. so one sees it as a emotional thing another sees it as a color or you can say any form of they see them as forms or colors and <coughs> lights they see as electrical uh, currents and some see them as uh, uh, different uh, flowers <coughs> now they are feelings and also they are uh, 
these Rajoguni uh, expressions, which you can see with your eyes, with the creation itself, but they are also feelings. So, those who can see feelings more, a person who has been very loving and who has dealt uh, in this side of life, in, who has been a bhakti man, you can say, a dedicated man, who has been praying to God and crying for Him and asking for His help and weeping before Him with all his heart, such a man uh, will uh, feel a person more. And a person who is uh, more dedicated, say, to forms and things, will see him, uh, see them in a different way as form. So, then they see them in colors, because they are also colors. They are also colors and they are also sound. So, the sound is also one of the elements, so they can see a sound. Now, they also see them when the Kundalini moves, you see, they see the sound moving. And they also saw, most of the people who have seen this have been the people who have been meditating through this, we can say, the Patanjala style of meditation, where they were single people, Parshurama style. And they saw these uh, forms and they saw the movement of the Kundalini through the chakras, when it passes, it creates a sound, a word. And so, they studied every sound, how which sound was created, what sound was created, what color was there. And so, it is a one-sided knowledge of the right-hand side, of the people who went to the right-hand side, that they say that this thing was created, that thing was created, and then this sound was created. Then they formed the language, it's the original Sanskrit language. It was formed. That's why it is called as a Dilmavani. And that's why these deities understand Sanskrit the best. When you say Sanskrit mantras, you see, they absolutely understand them very fast. Because this has come originally from there. They studied that and then it was there. But other languages in India, most of the languages, were taken from Sanskrit, converted into something else, brought to another form, and then another Sanskrit painting, Prakruta, Sanskrit, and then these five languages, Magadhi, Paishati, Maharashtra, and all this. These languages came. So it is a derivation. Other languages in other countries that came up, you see, was also, of course, the uh, expression of the Kundalini, but they learnt it more from, say, um, the words came from the, more from the outside, you see, the sound of the air flowing, they call it, so they call it air, like that. And from the nature, whatever they learn from outside, because the approach has been more objective. So, objective approach is always little less than the subjective, because subjective is from inside, and objective is from outside. So, when you go from the objective, the deviation into the main sounds that are coming from inside, you see, the purity is little bit deviated, as you know what is objective and subjective approach. So this has happened with some languages. Some languages are very, very close to Sanskrit. And, uh, but they took, took a turn according to their gunas. Now, the Satvaguni, the center part of the Satvaguni, as they call it, you see, the <coughs> there are also the people who have Satvaguna more in them, they see chakras in the right form. But uh, Satvaguni should not be confused 
with the people who believe that if you eat this, then this is sattvic, if you eat that, that is tamasic, or if you say this, this is sattvic, or if you do not kill anybody, then it is sattvic. In this, the right perception comes in. For example, you have to explain why Krishna killed so many Rakshasas. It was absolutely sattvic. It's dharma, absolutely dharma. Why Durga killed so many Rakshasas? She, she had to eat the blood of so many Rakshasas. So, you see, whatever is dharma, the wisdom, the right path comes through such people who are neither too much this side, neither that side, and they know exactly what is the right way of looking at life. Such born realized people, this is a very, very far fetched stuff. There are very few. I would say, perhaps. You can say Buddha and Mahavira are the only two, two human beings who have gone through many lives. From one extreme to another they went and ultimately they found out that going to the extremes is not proper. Still, they have not reached the complete height of an incarnation. So, a model was to be created who would the all the time giving a fixed point for a person to rise to that. And these are the different models which are placed within us on our chakras. And these models are perfect ones, belonging to those <coughs> chakras. So according to the nature of the person who is watching these chakras, one sees them and gives them importance also. Now, uh, for a person like this, Shankaracharya. Shankaracharya is a born realized soul many a times. He's not born realized once, but many a times he's born realized and he's sort of he's in the center of it, we can say one of them, we can call it. So when he talks of his Muladhara Chakra, he is sort of, he has already done the path many a times and now he's going to the subtler and subtler and subtler form. So when he says that the Muladhara Chakra is opened out, then you can walk on the water. It's correct because he is at that subtle stage of ascendance. One has to ascend once, second time, third time, four times, and then you see you reach a stage where you start ascending. But even then it is not so important to walk on the water. What is so important to walk on the water? It's nothing so important because you see, it's easy, you can take a boat and walk. It's nothing so important. So, walking on the means also on the right hand side. Is the right hand side to walk on the water or say to fly in the air? All this is the ri right hand side thing, which also can be done with the help of a boat or a uh, what you call an aircraft, or even a, we can use a boot for that. We can use a dead uh, entity. And we can make him uh, take us to any place we feel like. The, it can be done. The CST business is only that. So it can be done by other methods also. So it is nothing important that, uh, you see, it's sometimes very confusing when you see that some people can uh, fly in the air. They say in the subtle form they have gone. You don't see the body moving, but you see that they have, uh, they can feel it. 
The difference being that the people who are realized can guide themselves and you can see them bodily moving. But uh, those who are not realized, they find their subtle being being taken out and their consciousness going with them somewhere else and they are sitting on top of the house. Some they are watching themselves and they are sitting there and they will see themselves sitting down like that. You see, these phenomena take place. That is absolutely nothing but a, a soul being ridden by a dead entity. So <coughs> there's nothing great about it. That is also a right side stuff. The left side side, as I told you, is the emotional feeling about things. You see, uh, you feel tremendous love for others, and uh, sometimes you know people. I would say Sai Sainath was uh, one of them who had uh, this left hand side just with him, and he was love personified. And uh, I mean, he was so much um, full of love for people that once there was a uh, woman who was very poor and she couldn't celebrate her. Uh, Diwali day and he couldn't bear it. So he gave her some water and the water became like a oil and she burnt lights in that. And it's a fact. You can do that. It's possible. And with this power, you can increase food sort of thing, you see. You increase the food stuff. You are going to some like Christ did it, you see. That's also one side. So these, all these things come in a personality. Uh, some people have one more, another have some more. And some people have all these qualities. Some those who are incarnations have everything. They can do everything that they want to. And they will use whatever they want to do. If they don't want to use any powers, they will not use. So <coughs> it depends on. So it's nothing important supposing you see something all right. Then you can see it is a good thing. But uh, that doesn't mean that you should stick on to those things. But you must try to do what you don't see. For example, now you see the light coming out of somebody's head. Now. That's one side of looking at things. Another is that you can feel the another person. When you feel the another person, how he is, how he needs you, how you are coming closer to that person, can you feel that compassion for him, that he is not where you are? That also is another balancing stuff. But this should be done. This is very dangerous for some people who try to be helpful to others when they are not themselves solidified properly. So I would again warn you that when you start seeing lights and all that, try to remember that you are going on one side, you are seeing more. Then be more compassionate in your tongues, in your talking, in your behavior. Try to have more love. Means the right hand side is more developing, the left is less. It's the heart. So you have to raise your Kundalini from right and left. But it's all mechanical, it works out. It's only thinking about it. Oh, I have to develop my heart more balance has to be there. This also should be there, the feeling for others. Now the feeling for others cannot be explained as I feel for others. Okay? I just, if somebody is crying anywhere, I get tears into my eyes automatically. Even if you are not crying and if you are feeling hurt about things, I get this hurt feeling within myself. Like that. You see, you should really feel that hurt feeling and that desperate feeling and that cry. Of course, I mean, it comes to some people too much, but they do not have the other side. So you should have both the sides and both the balancing characters within you. So those who are seeing things more should not go on bothering about what they are seeing. It's coming that way, all right. Because they have done that kind of a tapasya, so they see things. And it helps Sahaja Yoga very much because uh, you can uh, <coughs> see for yourself who is realized, who is not realized, it's in that way. But still the dryness is in you. So if it is in you, you should try to develop it. 
So whatever you don't have, you try to develop that. Whatever you have, don't be satisfied with that. That's the best way you can try. You see, those people who can see things, to try to feel others. Those who can feel others, to try to see things. And it should work out that way. So this is what it is. And in the Mahakarana state, where the Mahakarana is, that is a very, very subtlest form of uh, state where the chakras which have got the deity are connected with the are sort of reflection of the deity of the Virata. Now these deities in the Virata are reflected in you, are awakened in you and they start moving and making the uh, <coughs> whole thing work out as it should be. Up to the Karana state it is very good. But Mahakarana state is the state where it is the real, what we call the object, object and reflection. When you can come up to the object, which is a very deep state of mind, where you are with the object. And when you are at the object, you are very close to an incarnated state. So, we can say that as far as you people are concerned, you should try to understand up to Karana state because beyond that how to jump and how to go is not the question just now. What is of telling you about something which is a far fetched stuff? So we'll talk about it later. But this is how it is the fourth state of chakra. Now te chakra. He says you see it anti clockwise. You do see because most of the people who have seen it have seen it on other people. And when you see on other people from the back side you see it on the anti-clockwise side. But if you see it from the front, it is clockwise. That's right. What I'm saying, you see the chakras moving, one outside your body. Yeah, it depends on, you know, what I've just now told you, that the chakras, say for example, for an ordinary human being, the chakras are nothing but ordinary places. For a realized soul, it is more than that. So the, the more you move, into a greater view of your own awareness. That's how the chakras start manifesting. Now, for example, my chakras are working all over. All over. You see the difference? So it depends on the awareness of person. Gasa di person, As much as the light now says, that much is the extension of the light. See, as much is the power. So that's what it is. So, sharir jahe, sharir ehe maje gross hai. But are Now, is there any question left on chakra? Yes. Number of petals are also those stuff, you see. Till you go to a certain stage, where our petals are being created. Because of, uh, there's a little uh, mathematics about it. Little mathematics. And uh, all this mathematics has been worked out in a human being, how it is. But uh, these are the, we can say that now, for example, uh, uh, in a person now, a, a light is there. Say 25, uh, what do you call it? 25 watts. 25 watts. Now, 25 watts are to be uh, converted, say, uh, to, say, 60 watts or something like that. So, 
you have to see the dimension into which the person is that portion is going to grow you see it's a big mathematics about it it's dimension to which that can grow you see and uh, into what sphere it is going to penetrate for example now uh, uh muladhara chakra is entered for example muladhara chakra is uh, <coughs> is actually fourth petal because it covers the four sides of the human personality it is a very abstract uh, abstract uh, calculation it is the four side of the personality and the fifth side the movement in the fifth uh, dimension doesn't take in the muladhara chakra it takes above the muladhara so the fourth dimensions are uh, shown by that these are the different dimensions of a man at those uh, levels how many dimensions is touched by these petals it is calculated like that in my book i have given most of these in very good details as to what are the dimensions one touches in this thing and uh, how far you go but the same muladhara becomes only two later on but it is such a subtle and sharp too which is a very very i mean which penetrates just like this all over so it is a, it depends on the you can say in a machine you have uh, different types of bolts and different types of uh, Um, screws and with different uh, bends. Now, what are what is the calculation? Is an engineer can say why is it so? So, you see, it is a very detailed work and it's all worked out because the dimensions into which a human being will be going and all that is worked out. And on that chakra, only these dimensions you achieve. So, it has a meaning. But it's not only four chakras. <coughs> it's not only four. It has got uh, many. but it's inside and it's a very interesting one actually muladhara i've written a big chapter complete how many uh, folds are inside and how uh, these things work out and how many folds what do they suggest and uh, how far they open out because uh, it's all a dimension which is worked out for example if you take a banyan tree the, the seed is so small a banyan tree has a smaller seed now why is it so and why is it uh, so microscopic because it is so dynamic so you see it is all Worked out like a uh, capsule, you see, and it's a capsule which is to work out this dimension. It has to work out that dimension. So it is a sort of a rather a calculated stuff which I have described. I have only described Muladhara really in the full this thing because it may it makes such a big volume of one Muladhara chakra that I gave up about others. I have just mentioned about that, but only Muladhara itself when I started describing it became such a big huge thing. I gave in. I said, "Now better not do other ones." But it's quite a complicated stuff, you see. And <coughs> you see, God has his own stage or style of planning, and we can't question him. He does it according to his own whim, you know, his own style. But he does his whim has understanding. Everything has. <coughs> you will find that sometimes, you see, if you try to study that, if you ask me certain things, I try to. I answer it in a different way, you see, because there are his ways of doing things, and uh, he understands, and that's how he does it. But still, I have tried to bring out at least Muladhara chakra, so that human beings must understand that how complicated <coughs> they are made, how God has been so careful to place their Muladhara so well, and how He has put the folds there, how it's a living machinery, how it's working out, so that people should understand the importance of their chakra and importance of their being. how important you are you are not ordinary people even if there's a, 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 a ordinary k pricardo we are so careful about it 
how much we should be careful about our own machinery which is being created in ages with such great understanding such mechanism every chakra if you take up even if you take up three yugas you won't understand one chakra it is such a tremendous working in fact i have of course given the only the description of it and the reason the why is is a stage which will make you really mad i've tried to explain in that you have read my muladhara did you it's quite a uh, elaborate stuff ha huh. in delhi the question was what is the purpose of of like buddhist said purpose i mean of all this incarnation is to go in nirvana which is nothing else when nothing happens then in the christian tradition it is also perfection which is conceived as a total union with god which is immobility now you said it is not like this you are going to incarnate i mean liberation is not just something which is immobile somewhat you are going to incarnate again and again then the question i like to raise in connection with the chakra is what is the purpose of life i understood before that the supreme thing is to be united with god whatever this means and when i am united with god there is no movement anymore but but that stage i never cancelled it that stage is not today see when i said it that just now you have to incarnate again and again you are not at that stage but when the whole thing you see nothing is wrong in any one of these when they say there is a day of judgment but before that god is going to give you a chance he's going to give you a full chance to improve yourself go to that position you see like that we can say that first the trees are brought into being by sowing the seed then the trees grow up then there are flowers then the flowers are again they become seeds then again the trees and again this thing until they reach a certain stage till they have completely ripened then they remove the whole thing and the whole thing becomes the brahma itself and whatever is a waste matter is thrown up so ultimately is the union but the union of your being is with god is a much later stage first of all is the purification point you see for your purification you are to be born again you have not reached that stage where you should become mahanirvana have you if you become might be you might land up in hell so better not try that see you must understand that just now at this stage you have to go further purifying yourself till you reach a certain stage you see where then you reach a certain stage at that time god has given you enough chance enough chance to improve yourself till you are rakshasas then you are not going to be tried any more but it's quite near i must say you cannot now allow it to take the chance it's not it's quite near. one of the halali is <laughs> one of the butchery is going to be very close is very close i mean i would say can be any time so you be careful i mean it's it's just there so many have to be neutralized because they are just very troublesome which can be quite close so be careful about it so you see it everything fits into everything else but what happens with every religion part of it is said so this cuts out the other supposing i say you have to go to this room now if i say that you have to come two steps that side and then i say no you have to come three steps this side these are all connected stuff but because it is said only three steps here so you say then in that religion it is said three steps inside and what about those two steps i have to tell about them also because i have to tell about all those two steps you have to take first i better not tell you about these three steps that because you will put your eyes over very nice it's not going to come in a plate you have to work it out consciously hmm.
feeling in their minds that we should also torture these people. So when they come, they, they die, you see, they do not die really, but, and they do not get into the Pratiloka. They stay in the atmosphere. And that's why wars are very bad things, because wars create such human beings much more, with accidents. And people who are very depraved in life, very dissatisfied, who are doing all kinds of depraved actions and uh, secretive things and all kinds of horrid things, you see, all such people. All of them, when they die, they do not really um, go to Preta Loka because uh, they have, don't think of their salvation, but they are just thinking of their lust, greed, or uh, sort of, uh, we can say, possessions, those who are grabbing things, uh, thieves, and uh, all sorts of people. We can call evil, evil people and satanic people. When they die, they, they, when they die, they find, oh, they become much more subtler and they can be uh, better off if they act in a subtle body. So they use their subtle body for acting into people and such people are easily available. So these gurus, what they do, that they themselves are evil geniuses and they have a way of capturing those people and uh, they use them. And they introduce you through your different chakras. For example, Ravana had the capacity to speak and in his speech he used to introduce Rakshasas into the human beings in Ceylon, otherwise imagine in Lanka. People uh, should never fight uh, Rama because at that time the sensitivity of people was so great that they knew that Rama was an incarnation. They were not gross as today they are that one has to tell that, oh, here I am the incarnation. See, that time it was not Kali Yuga, so they knew he was an incarnation. And uh, so many of them, I mean, some of them did not, but quite a lot of them knew. And despite that, nobody could oppose it because. Uh,
incarnation in the understanding. And that time also, these people had to use some sort of a way of putting them off, and they used this method of enticement. And when they used this method of enticement, in that use, they learned also subtler ways and subtler ways which they are using in the Kaliyuga very well. They are actually Rakshas. First of all, they act on your heart, you become a nervous person, your hands start shaking, your feet start shaking, uh, they act on your heart chakra, you lose the power of raksha, which is the basic point of the heart chakra. And then, uh, once you start uh, losing the grip over your nerves, you find uh, that as if uh, somebody is doing for you, and if you take somebody's name, you start jumping, and you there are so many things that do like that. But human beings, the whole in the uh, Kali Yuga, instead of improving, has gone down. Conception and in everything, I mean, he's a whole. It is, I mean, he's very, very. cannot see, he's very insensitive. And on all kinds of his. Malpractices, <laughs> thinking that he is a rare saint ever born. You see, that's another great quality of the problem. They have no conscience left now to tell them that this is wrong or that is wrong. Everywhere it is so. Five elements. Also, for the issue. music and the realized truth. And if you are Ganesha, you can 
people are there and some chakra is caught. So we should be caught. I can correct the Vishuddhi by just putting my finger on this like this because this has the sound. This is the chakras. Actually, the part of Correct most of the things, but certain things are very easily corrected. This is responsible for <coughs> sound element. As we have seen, that water element is good for treating uh, because up to the salt water for clearing the lower chakras. We can use light for the eyes because it out of the prakash is a light. light. Uh, if you use them, you can make all the dirt or all the uh, obstructions which are collected in your uh, element and cleansing them out so the, the element takes it away. For mother earth, she can take element. of the earth element. The same element and are not completely earth element but started with earth element purified when it loses its earth element problem it is para brahma i mean so it becomes all brahma because earth element is out
that